There are 10 million small businesses on Facebook and nearly all of them make posts that suck. Let's fix that. Hey everybody, my name is Tim Adkins. This is the Tim Adkins Does Digital Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us as we're doing episode number six today. Uh, wow, and I'm trying very hard with this thing. Uh, I have or am coming up with a cold, I think. I've uh, been drinking a lot of um, tea and a lot of Fresca for some reason, even though I know that Fresca is just probably like not really grapefruit juice, it's just soda. Fresca is like my favorite soda, but you know, I go around the grocery stores around here, around my area, and hardly anybody carries it. Like hardly anybody. Like it's a like there's a some kind of a I don't know, like a Fresca boycott or something in, in this area. So um, the grocery store the other day I saw a 12 pack of Fresca and it's like my favorite soda, so that's what I'm drinking. Fresca and tea. And I don't know if any of it's helping. <laughs> In any case, I promised you a podcast on Monday, so here it is. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about social media marketing. We're going to talk a little bit about small businesses and maybe organizations and colleges and universities and things like that, too. You know who I'm talking about. There are three reasons, basically, why the Facebook posts, and you've seen these things. Uh, Like if you follow a business or you follow like a small business, you know somebody that has a small business or or if you follow like a college or a university sometimes, and and not all of them, but a lot of the smaller ones. And believe me, I used to work at one, so I know how these things go. A lot of times these Facebook posts are just awful. They're just terrible. You know, I mean, they've got like that really dim group photo of people like and they're holding up like a, I don't know, like a plaque or something. And and they're just boring and and they don't get a whole lot of engagement, really. And people go, gee, I wonder why we're not getting a whole lot of engagement. I think what we're doing is really important. But for some reason, I guess these people and maybe you, if you are the owner of a small business or uh, one of these organizations, maybe you yourself don't understand why you're doing such great work. And you're putting such a great product out there, but people aren't like, you know, falling all over one another to like your page and like your posts. Here's why. Now, I'm not going to talk about organic or paid. Organic, of course, is uh, unpaid Facebook posts. Paid versions are paid Facebook posts, obviously. Organic, more or less pretty much dead for the most part. Uh, I believe that, uh, regardless of what some other people may tell you. Uh, But these are just strategies for both uh, organic or paid because you've got to do some organic stuff as well. You can't be doing paid posts like every post because, you know, you just can't do that. So anyway, uh, what you're doing basically in these posts is because it's social media. I think people forget that sometimes. This is social media, and social means you're being interactive and you're being social. And nobody likes people, for example, like at a party or something, that talk about themselves all the time. And especially to talk about, you know, showing your pictures of boring people and talking about boring things. Think about social media as being at a party. You know, you're being at a party, you're essentially telling a story with the posts that you make. And you're trying to stay engaging. You're trying to uh, reach out to people. And these are people, by the way. You know, they're not, you know, robots. So it's important to be engaging on a human level. 
So let's talk about that. Here's, um, here's the first reason why your Facebook posts probably suck. Uh, it's bad or boring copy. Copy is important. You have to really look into the words that you're using whenever you're making a Facebook post. Um, here's an example. Let's, let's do this. Like, let's say you're holding a charity auction for, for a children's charity or something like that, your organization or your business, and you post um, a picture or whatever. And, and in the copy part, you put, on the 29th, we are holding a charity auction. Proceeds go to children's charity. Please come. It starts at 7. Do you see how boring that is? I mean, people aren't getting excited about your children's charity. I mean, yes, you're conveying the information. Well, it's at the 20, on the 29th. It's at 7 o'clock. Uh, please show up. But you're not really making anybody excited about the fact that you're going. Now, the key to that is to use something called power words. Power words convey emotion. And any journalist or any headline author, somebody who writes headlines would know that you want to convey emotion and grab people's attention. BuzzFeed, you know, for example, although I think it's overkill with BuzzFeed a lot of times because it's like clickbait, but you don't want to go clickbait, but you want to make things, I don't know, you want to make things interesting. And powerful words. Also use the word you a lot. Put people in, in the scene. I would have written the copy another way. Uh, using some power words. If you don't know where to find them, you can just Google power words and believe me, they come up. All, there's so many different ones of lists and different power words. Any of them will do. Uh, so think about this copy. Instead of what you used before, use something like this. You can make a remarkable impact on the life of a child in need. Come to our charity auction on the 29th and make an uplifting difference while scoring some awesome gifts for yourself. The fun begins at 7. See you there. Now, how is that different? It's different because, first off, we used a lot of power words, uh, remarkable, uplifting, scoring some awesome gifts. Those words make people want to take action. You're not just conveying information. You're also inspiring them to, to be active in, in what you're bringing to the table. And that's important because that way you want people to participate in what you're doing. Uh, here's the second reason why your Facebook posts probably suck. Um, and it's bad or boring photography. It's like I was talking about earlier, like the group photo. And you all know the group photo. Uh, it's kind of poorly lit and you kind of, okay, everybody step in and, and scooch, scooch in, you know, so we can get everybody and the person in front, hold up the plaque. You know, those things are boring. I mean, yeah, they get engagement sometimes because you know somebody or other people know somebody in the picture and they go, hey, I know that person and they give it a like. But those things don't happen very often, and there's not a whole lot of interaction. It's a group photo. It's boring. Blah. It's just boring stuff. So in order to get around that, you know, we're not working with film photography anymore. You know, we actually have memory cards that hold a lot of pictures. So take a lot of pictures. Take a bunch of pictures. Take people interacting and smiling about this award that they got. You know, take a close-up of the plaque. Uh, take a close-up of, you know, people you know, eating cake or something. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a big fan of pictures of people eating. <laughs> By the way, just wanted to throw that out there. But you know what I'm talking about. Take a lot of pictures. You can post a bunch. You can post an entire album instead of just one picture. Well, and then you might say, well, you know, I don't, I don't want to do that. I just want to take one picture. Fine. If you want to take one picture, that's great. But uh, use an app. If you're using, if you're doing it on your phone, and you know you want to get it out through a mobile device, uh, use an app like Snapseed. 
or um, if you are just doing it on a memory card with an actual uh, DSLR camera, you know, take it back to your computer, drop it into the Lightroom or Photoshop or something like that. Pictures have to be composed well, and they have to be sharp. They have to really make an impact. You know, think about the fact that most people are just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling through their Facebook feed. They have to have something that's going to make them stop. And things that make people stop are really sharp photographs, uh, photographs that are well composed and, and they look nice. People will stop and want to know what's going on. Make sure that happens. It's important. If you don't do that, then your photograph ends up looking like every other photograph and it just skips right by and people aren't going to be engaged. Now, if you're in a hurry, if it's one of those things where, well, this is an event where I have to put up photos really quick because my boss really wants the photos right away, consider doing live video instead especially if it's um, an event where people are getting an award or something. And not only are you going to get better engagement on Facebook, but it's going to rank higher in the algorithm. So uh, consider doing a live video if it's something that's time-constrained. If it's something that's live, consider doing a live video. It really does work for engagement. Here's the third reason. Um, the third reason why your Facebook posts may suck is bad graphic design and bad typography. Uh, I see this all the time. When you try to cram a whole lot of copy into a square, uh, it's hard to read. And you don't want to put a whole lot of, of copy into a graphic design. The copy is where the copy should be. Put the copy where that is, you know, up there at top, because that's where it's supposed to be. Even if it's a little long, go ahead and put it there anyway, instead of putting it in the graphic. Why do I say that? Well, because... A lot of times people are putting links in the graphic. That link isn't clickable. You can't click on that. You can't highlight it. You can't uh, highlight HTTP colon slash slash blah, 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 dot com slash whatever. You can't copy and paste that. Why in the world are you putting it in the graphic when it's completely unusable? It just takes up space. There's no reason why it should be there. Instead, put that stuff up where the copy belongs, where it belongs, right? It's hard to read, you know, if you put too much in there. And for Pete's sake, please stop, stop, stop putting PDFs in as Facebook posts. People can't read those, especially if they're on a mobile device. A lot of people take a PDF with a lot of words and they stick it on a Facebook post and they say, read this PDF or read this graphic for more information and you can't read it because it's too small. Stop doing that. Now, when you're designing something like this for typography, for a graphic, there's some uh, specific things to keep in mind. Um, use only one or two fonts. Don't use a whole bunch of them. Uh, use negative space. You know, don't cram a lot of words into the, into the space you have because it makes it hard to read. My rule is, is this. Keep words to a maximum of seven. A maximum of seven words. Anything more than that, it's going to be cluttered, it's going to be hard to read, and should probably go in the space where the copy goes instead of on your graphic. And like I said, links should never, ever, ever go in the graphic area. They should always go to a place to where they could either be clicked on or cut and paste. So, uh, just to recap, three things. Uh, don't use bad or boring copy. Don't use bad or boring photography and don't use bad graphic design. Those are the three. If you kind of keep those three things in mind, I'm guarantee you that you're going, your, your posts are going to look better and you're probably going to get better engagement. Here's a bonus tip. Please stop using buffer and Hootsuite all the time for everything. Really stop doing that. Here's why. Because not only do a lot of your, um, 
your social media channels have different audiences, but they also have different sizes. So if you're posting a size of a graphic that goes on Facebook, it's not going to look right on Twitter. If it, you know, or it may not look right on Instagram. You know, keep in mind that these things have different audiences and different specs designed for all of them. It's not a bad idea to use a scheduler like Buffer or Hootsuite, but use it in limited doses. Don't use them all the time. Anyway, so those are the three. Thanks for listening. The Tim Atkins Does Digital Podcast. Where can you subscribe to this thing, by the way? I'm sure you're asking that. Here's the list. Um, You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, Overcast, SoundCloud, Anchor, and Pocket Casts. We're here. We're we're pretty much all over the place. You can follow me on Twitter at Tim Atkins Online. That's one word, of course. The great thing about being on Overcast is that uh, they have a player that is embeddable on Twitter. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, I will be posting full episodes there through Overcast.fm. And those will be full episodes, so that'll be pretty awesome. Thanks for joining me as I did some digital stuff today, talked about some digital stuff today. I am going to fight this cold. I'm going to drink more Fresca and drink more tea and try to get over this thing. I will talk to you again, hopefully on Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out with me. Talk to you soon.